Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 83. This week we are spreading the love, light, and peace with the one and only Carlos Santana. I get to um, meet people and share music in many, many levels and connect with people's hearts and understand also what are their dreams and aspirations. Our new interview from The Strip is straight ahead. And Vegas goes goo-goo for Gaga. Lady Gaga sets the return of her hit show, Jazz and Piano. We've got all the details. Plus, we all know that Vegas is a foodie's paradise. We sit down with a longtime friend who does deep dives into the culinary scene here in his new podcast. Let's get that wheel going. Welcome to episode 83 of Vegas Revealed. Sean McAllister here along with Dana Roselli. And Dana, you're calmed down a little bit from a bit of a debacle down on the strip. <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Yeah, Sean, I usually go on the strip, I feel like, weeknights. Uh-huh. It's been a while since I've actually like hung out at night on the weekends on the Las Vegas Strip. But you kind of turned into a little bit of a party animal. I know. I had all sorts of stuff going on last <laughs> week. Actually, I was there Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. All different locations. The Wynn, the Cosmopolitan, and then the Venetian. Jeez. Okay? But here's the deal. The Wynn has free parking. The Venetian has free parking. But the Cosmopolitan did not on oh. Saturday night. Okay? And that's where I got a little huffy on Twitter. Okay. And we're getting lots of responses, lots of favorites, and uh, retweets, and and everyone's two cents, so I thought I would address it here on the podcast. Okay. I didn't say what hotel I was at on Twitter, but now I just am mentioning it was the Cosmopolitan. Because it's Vegas Revealed. Exactly. (laughs) I was there Saturday night, and yes, Saturday on the Strip is very busy. Uh, Parked, I have no problem paying for parking. I get it. Some hotels want to charge for parking. But I was there with six people. There was a dinner. The bill was over $1,000 plus tip, the whole nine. I go to leave, and then I had to wait 50 minutes just to get out of the parking garage because they were wanted my, you know, my $10 parking charge after we spent over 1000 And I thought, 50 minutes, this is just a bit extreme, right? Almost an hour just to wait to get out of the garage. Exactly. And, you know, it's because... One by one, everyone needs to go through, pay at the thing, the arm has to lift. Sometimes people have trouble paying and they're not taking their credit card. So the whole thing was backed up. There's floor after floor. It's underground. It's hot in there in the summer, you know. And you know what? I was just thinking, like, these garages were not meant or built for paid parking. No, they weren't. And so it's just... My frustration came from, we need a better plan. (laughs) This was ridiculous. People were frustrated. People were beeping. And 50 minutes went by. And I thought, I don't even know if this is safe, to be honest. Anyway, it had nothing to do, because everyone's coming at me on Twitter. Well, it's paid parking. That's the world of a big city. And I'm like, no, I get that. I'm going to pay to park. You know, as I mentioned, we paid a lot of money at a restaurant inside there. And I thought, all this for my $10? There has to be a better system. Something that I chimed in with was like, you know, you 
and I live in, uh, or from, I should say, New York State, where the New York State Thruway is. Right. And you had mentioned, I had mentioned, first of all, that maybe we could have like an easy pass sim- system. And then you were saying, yeah, this works really well in the New York State Thruway. Well, it does. And just recently, within the, the within the past six months or so, the New York State Thruway has gotten rid of toll booths. It's a toll road. You mm. have to pay to get on and off the Thruway and drive all the way across the state. And they used to have actual toll booths where you had to stop and pay a person that toll fee. Well, they've gotten totally rid of the toll booths, and it's all an electronic automated system now. They have this big archway of cameras and sensors that span the entire throughway, the highway, and they take pictures of your license plate. If you have an easy pass transponder in your windshield they'll scan that and then your credit card which is all set up in your easy pass system is just automatically charged right so i don't know why and if you don't have an easy pass transponder your license plate is caught on camera and the state will eventually charge you for the toll if you didn't pay for it so I don't understand why that technology can't be used in parking garages. I mean, on the thruway, people are going up to 100 miles per hour speeding through there. Yeah. People aren't going that fast coming out of a parking garage. No. It's like just it should be able to read something and then the arm goes right up so we can keep the flow going. It just ruined my night. I had had a nice time and, you know, I just it was like 10.50 that I left. I think I got home at like 12.15. Jeez. And I was like, this is just not a good system. Uh, Friday night, I went to the Wynn, free parking in and out. I had a pleasant night. Sunday, I went to the Venetian. It was great. It just makes your experience overall better, you know? And like, I understand. I'm not like, I'm not like picking on the Cosmopolitan, but that's where I happen to be where this happened. It has happened to me many times before in different parking garages. Had a couple people chime in and say, somebody said they were leaving the Mirage at 3 p.m. in the middle of the day on Friday, and it took them 30 minutes to get out of the garage. Eventually, they just lifted the arm and let everyone drive through because it was such mayhem. So we have to come up with a better system. This isn't good business, and I don't think people should have to deal with this. Well, and especially now when everything is experience-based. I mean, the parking situation, like you said, if they need to have paid parking at their properties, we get it. You got to make your money, whatever. Right. But at least have a system that doesn't ruin the experience of Las Vegas. Exactly. Because what I said was if somebody suggested to go to dinner there on a Friday or Saturday anytime soon, I this bad experience will say, I'll come up with different ideas. Well, no, why don't we go here? You know, well, why don't we check out, you know, this over at this, you know, places that I know the parking is just a better situation to try and avoid that again. And everyone will say, well, Uber, well, no, we can't find an Uber at night. Everyone's canceling. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's like, you know, we have to drive ourselves a lot lately. So anyway, that's my experience. We can go in depth and talk about it forever, but you know, we want to move on because we got a lot to talk about today here on Vegas Revealed. So the moral of the story, park at your own risk if you're at a property that makes you pay to be there. And you know, I was actually out on the strip also on Friday night over at the Mirage for their Aces of Comedy series that is ongoing Mm -hmm. over there. Um, We saw Fortune Feimster, who is, you know, she rose to fame uh, as one of the sidekicks on Chelsea Lately. Okay, yeah. Chelsea Handler's late night show on the E! Network. And she's gone on to have her own big stand-up career, and she's an actress. She's been in a lot of movies. Uh, She was performing along with David Spade. So we went over there to see that 
absolutely hilarious show. I think Fortune Feimster, if you don't, if you're not aware of her, look her up because she is hilariously funny. She has a comedy special on Netflix. It's called Sweet and Salty. Like we were laughing so hard that our faces hurt. I had tears rolling down my cheeks from laughing. Great time. It was a great show. And you took in comedy too. I did. When I said I went to the win, I saw my favorite comedian of all time, Sebastian Maniscalco. It's my third time seeing him. I saw him at the Venetian. I saw him at the Coliseum. And now I got to see him at the win and freaking hilarious. I mean, he is the most brilliant comedian I've ever (laughs) seen, heard, and I've followed him for years and years and years. The show was great because he had (laughs) Let me tell you, obviously, a lot of these comedians have great material from the last year and a half. Sure do. Oh, and he was funny from start to finish. He welcomed us all to the super spreader event, he called it. (laughs) Because we were all in the theater, you know, and like kind of making light of everything. But, oh, it was such a great, great show. Loved it so much. Went to Delilah after for some dinner. Uh, I saw Dana White walking by. It was The win was packed, Sean, packed. Like, it was so busy there. Everyone is out. And Dana White, head of the UFC yeah. here in Las Vegas. Exactly. Well, really, head of the UFC everywhere. But right. he just happens to live and work here in Las Vegas. I know. Everyone was kind of pointing, like, there's Dana White. But went to Delilah. Quick note, we had talked about Delilah, the supper club at the Win. It's pretty new there uh, in the past. So this time I went a little bit later because we went after the comedy show. So we got there about 9.30, Okay. And I just wanted to let everyone know, the menu changes over to a late night menu. Keep that in mind. Um, So it's a little bit like cut down. And then also it's a little bit louder in there. It was kind of like more of a nightclub vibe. Yeah, they had a live performance in there. The music was a bit louder. It was a little bit darker in there. Great night out, but just different vibe the later you go. So keep that in mind. That is good to know. And especially uh, with a paired back menu that's not the same as what they offer for normal dinner hours exactly and they were we were like right on the verge and so something that we wanted on the other menu like they were like we were out of that sorry you know because we're moving to the other menu so keep that in mind yeah so call ahead make sure that your timing works with what your stomach is ready for um speaking of like kind of a supper club vibe and like the swanky old school vegas kind of feel lady gaga just announced that she is coming back to las vegas with her jazz and piano show, which is just like classic, old school, glamour, fantastic show. And you've seen it, right? I have seen it, Okay, because yeah. I haven't seen that one. I saw her other show because she was doing, remember she was doing like variety. She was doing a couple of like her show with her pop music. Enigma. Yeah, Enigma. Yeah, I saw that one. That was great. And then she was doing jazz and piano and kind of going back and forth. But this one that she's announced in October is going to be all jazz and piano, right? Right. Okay. Yep. So it's essentially uh, the last half of October. She's doing nine shows of jazz and piano. And this show is like, um, so Lady Gaga, you know, she's known for being outlandish, for the meat dress, for showing up mm-hmm. in an egg to an award show, you know, crazy stuff kind of. And even during her uh, Super Bowl performance, she dove off the top of the stadium and, you know, yeah. what you would expect from Lady Gaga. Right, right, over the top. In this show, she is all Hollywood glamour. Mm. She has gorgeous dresses. She looks absolutely beautiful. She sings jazz standards. She does incredible 
like the Sinatra kind of music. Mm -hmm. But then she also does really stripped down versions of her pop music. She'll just sit down at the piano and play some really stripped down versions, which is so cool. And I feel Mm -hmm. like in this show, it really highlights the talent that Lady Gaga has, both vocally and instrumentally. Exactly, because I think, you know, with her her pop music, it, I don't want to say it's hard. You know it's good, but, like, the talent comes when you, when it kind of slows down a little bit. And like you said, this, this kind of version of a singer and songwriter and musician. Yes, and she is just so good. This style it just highlights all of her talents so perfectly. Again, uh, Lady Gaga Jazz and Piano over at the Park Theater at Park MGM for nine dates uh, starting October 14th going through Halloween on October 31st. Mm, that'll be fun. It will be fun. <laughs> I bet all the little monsters will be oh, out yeah. that night. Yeah, and Lady Gaga's in that movie that's coming out called The House of Gucci. So I forget when it comes out, but sometime this year, that looks good too. She's really talented. Real quick, wanted to mention... Sunday night, I went to a show called The After Party. It was sold out. Some friends were there. They had some extra tickets that were left over, and they said, want to come down. This features Nick Carter, Joey Fatone, AJ McLean, and Wanye Morris, all from different boy bands. The show was fantastic, okay? It was so much fun. It was packed in there. They just mashed up a bunch of songs. They they did even, like, they were singing, like, TV, television theme songs. They were coming together for a Backstreet Boys song or a, or an NSYNC song or a Boys to Men. Then Coolio came out as, like, a guest <laughs> performer and sang Gangster's Paradise. I mean, it was a blast, Sean. So that show's done. But I have a feeling it's going to be back. It was too popular. They were sold out every single night. I think they did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So. And then, of course, the Backstreet Boys are coming back to Planet Hollywood for a Christmas show at right. the end of the year, which I know a lot of people are excited about. Yeah. I ran into Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. I'm going to give Jeff a little mention here. Oh, because, it's just like a, a oh, boy, boy band, band paradise. Yeah. And, and he's got a show September 16th with 98 Degrees at Mandalay Bay Beach. So um, if you want to see 98 Degrees. The boy band thing is, and I'm going to see Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre. You are, too. You're coming with me on Saturday night. So it's like, you know, all these revivals. But people are loving it so much because it is just fun. You know the music. Then they mix in some new stuff. But it's – and it's just great. I saw some Debbie's costumes that she's going to be in. It's 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 just so much fun. It is. And it's, it's such nostalgic music mm-hmm. too. And you, you mentioned Jeff Timmons. He's been a you know longtime friend of each of us since uh-huh. we've lived here. So we'll need to find a time to – sit down and, and talk with Jeff. Although I know that 98 Degrees is just all over the place right now, too. Yeah. It's so always, we'll have to try and pin him down. They're always rising. 98 Degrees. Isn't it? Wasn't that one of their album names? 98 Degrees and Rising? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to 98 Degrees in Las Vegas at some point. It's been a long, hot oh, summer. Jesus. 109 today, by the way, everyone. <laughs> I long for the temperatures in the 90s. <laughs> and it, it, listen, for people outside of Las Vegas, just taking a little detour here to talk about the temperatures. When it hits 100 or even 98 mm-hmm. degrees or 95 <laughs> degrees, it is like the whole world changes. Mm-hmm. You're able to go outside again. It's just the right amount of warmth where it makes you feel like just warm. Right. Instead of like 
just being in a sauna. Yeah, it's different. It's it really is different. It feels like fall in I mean, our people heads. People always say they're like, oh, a hundred degree. They're like, oh, a hundred degrees, a hundred ten degrees. What's the difference? Uh, well, there there's a, a difference. big difference. A hundred degrees is really nice, and nineties are even better. Yeah. Tangent there. over. Okay, love it. Love a good tangent. All right, let's talk about Carlos Santana. Uh, gosh, legendary guitarist. He's back at the House of Blues. We had the opportunity to go over to the House of Blues and sit down with him this week. What a pleasure. He's back on stage once again, and this will be his ninth year performing here at the House of Blues. And of course, he's performed here in Las Vegas for even longer than that. But really, over at the House of Blues, Carlos Santana has become such a fixture and a fixture here in Las Vegas. So it's always great to talk to Carlos Santana. Carlos, how are you, man? I'm very grateful and very happy. You could go anywhere to, to have your show here in Las Vegas. What do you what do you love about it? The energy, the, the dreams, they're very tangible. People in all walks of life come here and sometimes it feels like being in Las Vegas it's like being in a movie with uh, the Avengers you know because you have like people who have the superpowers doing this the Cirque du Soleil I mean just the Cirque du Soleil alone it's, it's a whole ocean of artists who are really in shape you know and so I, it's, it's, a, it's a place where tangible dreams are very tangible and they become um, people will their dreams to be here and over the past two years, when you haven't been able to be with people in an environment like this and play your music live for people, have there been difficult moments for you as an entertainer, especially given the joy that you bring so many people with your music in a live venue? Well, thank you for asking that. Uh, life is not difficult for me. Um, everywhere I go is home. You know, I've been traveling probably since... 58, 57. Uh, I've been to Europe since 1970, everywhere. So every every city, every nation, everywhere I go, is the same house, just a different room. So I'm always happy wherever I go because I get to um, meet people and share music in many, many levels and connect with people's hearts and understand also what are their dreams and aspirations um, the reason I'm happy is because I don't see life like an entertainer or, or a show business. I am like a person that brings living water to people who are really thirsty. It's funny, I was chatting with my mother on my way over and she said, I saw Carlos in Greenwich Village in New York City in the 60s. <laughs> it was the best show. And I know, obviously, like you said, you've been doing this for so long. And Sean was just at the uh, preseason Raiders game and you did the halftime show. How was that? That was a lot of fun. You know, the energy was, was so incredible to witness um, the eyes and the hearts. And God bless the Raiders. You know, I think the energy that they bring here at Las Vegas um, is, is incredible. Uh, so, especially that mothership that they have, who, you know, uh, if we can go straight from there to Area 51. That's true. <laughs> Took me a minute. I was like, <laughs> just, just I was like wait, where? For oh, an yeah. out of this world experience, right? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, and, and talk a little more for people who haven't been here to experience an intimate evening with you at the House of Blues. Can you talk to the energy? that fills this room and that really makes a connection with everybody that's here? Light, spirit, soul. Those are the main ingredients of your energy and who you are. And with that, you can create miracles and blessings. 
When you come to a Santana concert here at the House of the Blues, you're witnessing alchemy, uh, like a shaman creating, conjuring uh, elements, nutrients, ingredients, elements that make you believe that you also can uh, create. You know, it's really something when Jesus created uh, created a transformation from water to wine. The main transformation is to go from miserable to being happy. You know, that's like an alchemy in itself. That's what you witness when you come to a Santana concert. Because when we play, people laugh and then they cry and they dance all at the same time. And you can, you can just see them being uh, shaking off fear and darkness and worry, resentment, unforgiveness, all that other crap that, that, that is just illusion. And then you remember who you really, really are, which is like purity, innocence, and a beam of light. I think, I think more now than ever, people want that experience, right? I mean, don't you think so? I mean, it just seems like everyone wants to be around people, and everyone says that music is really what's lifting them up right now. It's true, because music, um, real music comes straight from the Creator through us for you, and then it helps you remember that you are immutable and indestructible. You know, not little me, little victim, ah, you know, not wretched sinner, ah, no, we don't, we don't, we, no. Remember what Bob Marley says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Well, it's great to have you back here at the House of Blues, and I, I can only imagine the energy that you're going to bring when you finally have all your fans back in this mm -hmm. room again. Carlos Santana, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Peace. He's always so enlightening, Carlos Santana, you know? He's I like know. His vibe is so, you know, peace, love. I love it. I feel like I'm never on the same plane, though. No, I know. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to get there, Carlos. He's like a whole, Carlos Santana is <laughs> a whole other level, and I'm trying to get there. <laughs> His shows are at 8 p.m. He started on August 25th, and there's a bunch of dates on the schedule through December. So check out Carlos at the House of Blues, Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. So here on Vegas Revealed, we cover a wide variety of things Las Vegas, but mostly entertainment. That's right. But, you know, along with entertainment comes restaurants, because that's what Vegas is about. Cocktails, restaurants, and everyone. I think, like, a major portion of our questions are revolved around where I should go for date night, where I should go when I come into Vegas. It's really unique. I only have three days. So... We just thought, you know what? We're here. We're at the Win Las Vegas. We're at an event, and we ran into our buddy, Al Mancini. And he has a new podcast called Food and Loathing. Al, how's it going, man? Oh, it's doing great. I'm so happy I ran into you guys here. I'm picking your brain so much on how to do a podcast because you guys are my heroes right now. And every time I listen to what you do and I listen to what I do, I'm like, oh, I got to learn from them. So I'm just really happy to be here, man. Well, if there's anybody that knows the food scene in Las Vegas... It's you. So explain to our listeners what your podcast is all about. Well, Food and Loathing, and of course it's a name is a nod to Hunter S. Thompson because I, I love his gonzo style, which is that you just go out and about and you immerse yourself in the scene. So there's a little bit of everything Vegas, but at the heart of it, it's about where you eat and where you drink when you're in Las Vegas. So it's me and Jason Harris, another well-known freelance writer in this town. He's written about food, he's written about music, and he is a great stand-up comedian. So every week we start by talking about what restaurants and bars we've been to, and then we have some guests in who are super expert.
experts in the field, the top chefs, the top bartenders, and then we dig deep into a topic, and then we cut away, we come back, and then we goof off for a little while longer, you know? But, uh, you know, we've only done about eight or nine episodes right now, and I can't even list the number of amazing chefs that we've already had on the show so far. I'm just so blessed that I have a lot of great friends in this town that are willing to come on and talk food with me. So we're just trying to give you guys an idea. I always say that anybody who takes the time to research where they want to eat, I want to be able to tell them a restaurant that's good for them. And I'm not here to tell you only about the snobby places or only about one style of food. If you take the time to do a little research, I want to put you in a restaurant where you're going to have a great time. A lot of times when I go out, it's for a meal. But when you're on vacation, you want to try a little something here, try a little something there. And I think listening to a podcast like yours could really give people an idea of where, what places to hit up and kind of make a plan and formulate an agenda. Yeah, I, I really try to give people something in every price range, in every mindset, for every occasion, whether it's date night or party night, whether it's meet your one night stand night or celebrate your anniversary night, right? I want people to have good, a good time because this is a city where you can go to the Double Down Saloon and have a great time and punk, see live punk rock and then... You, go over to Delilah afterwards and, you know, just feel like you're the great Gatsby. So I want to expose people to every aspect of this city. I moved here 20 years ago thinking it was just going to be a place that I visited for a year or two. And I fell in love with this town because there's something for everyone here. And that's just my message is I don't care who you are. There's a great restaurant for you. And I know that you uh, just had a new episode that was all about pizza because people always want to know where is the best pizza and the pizza that tastes like my hometown. Uh, You dive into that. Are there other topics that are kind of like that are based off of the most asked food questions that you get? Yeah, the center segment of every, I mean, first of all, the pizza, that's an episode and a half. We actually have a leftovers half episode that drops as well um, because we had so much great material, we couldn't fit it in. And who doesn't like leftover pizza, right? Let's be honest. So, so that worked for us. But, you know, in the middle of each show, we do 20 to 30 minutes on a topic where we take a deep dive, whether it's the state of Italian food in Las Vegas or LGBTQ-friendly bars and restaurants in Las Vegas. I mean, just the things that... If You guys must know. People call you every day and say, where should I go for this? Where should I go for that? I've got a long list of the questions people ask me, and I'm just trying to answer them one week at a time. Well, and sometimes, don't you always feel like living here and working here for so long? We're like, well, who doesn't know that? But they don't know. That's the thing. We are actually providing really good information. Like you said, Double Down Saloon. I don't think that a lot of tourists know about it. And I think a lot of locals, because this is such a, a transient city. People move here. They don't know how long they're going to live here. They come and go. And there are a lot of locals that you remind them about a place. I, I wrote an article about it three years ago. Well, I didn't live here three years ago. Well, let me tell you about it again. Right? So I don't think you're ever in danger of... And also things change really quickly. Right? So if I could do the, the best Italian restaurants this week and then I come back a year from now and there are going to be three or four great new ones that we need to talk about so that's the beauty of covering the scene in Las Vegas you guys know I mean there's always something new and that's why you you like me are out at multiple places every night that's why I see and wave to you so often that's why we're here at at Win Las Vegas tasting cocktails today yeah tasting cocktails in the middle of a Thursday afternoon it's a rough life (laughs) it is rough 
Well, listen, we want to have a longer conversation with you at some point, but we wanted to let people know about your uh, podcast because so many people have questions about food, drink, when they visit Las Vegas. So please go and listen to Al and his new podcast. And it's on, what is it on right now? Is it on Apple, Spotify, everything? It is on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on a hundred other services that I can't remember the names of, but my, my technical producer, Rich, says it's on everything. It's called Food and Loathing. Just remember Hunter S. Thompson and... Um, yeah, please, please listen and drop us a line. Let us know what you think about it. Food and Loathing, streaming everywhere. El Mancini, thank you. Always great to see you, man. Great seeing you. Thanks so much for the time. All right, we're going to wrap up today. We have a certain amount of time every month in our subscription. And, you know, this is why your podcast donations help, folks. We've done a couple long podcasts this month, and we're running out of time. That's right. And. <laughs> We do have to pay a little extra to get a little extra time so that we can fit everything in that there is to to share with all of you. So just as a reminder, we do have a link down in our show notes uh, if you do care to donate. And thank you so much to the listeners who have. It does make a big difference, even a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, we'll take five bucks, two bucks. On that note, Captain, how are things looking up front? On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day. Let's go to Vegas, we'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby.